0: Hey everyone, Jason Torchinski here. And first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks to our new sponsor, Marble. Marble? We got got a rock to sponsor our podcast? (laughs) No, David. Marble with a capital M. It's the only all-in-one app for managing your insurance policies and getting rewarded for it. Okay,
1: all right. Well, I have a bunch of cars that I think they're all probably insured.
0: So this could Mm, help. Probably not. But Marble's great. It's fast, and it's easy to set up, as it'll put all of your different insurance policies in one place for you. It's free, which we love around here, being cheapskates, and it will automatically alert you if your rates are going to increase, probably with some kind of really loud sound. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything, as it does it for you, like a robot trained to monitor insurance. And you get marbles, which you can redeem for rewards or use to donate to charity. A marble spewing robot. Whew, that sounds great. How many marbles did you get from it? I got, let's see, can be the two, 900 marbles. Uh, what do you do with that many marbles? I just put them all on a Target gift card. Okay, what'd you do at Target? What'd you get? I got a big uh, crap load of Hot Wheels.
1: I assume for uh, your child? Yeah, yeah, sure, for
0: my child. Mm, okay. Well, anyway, um, okay. That sounds good. I like Hot Wheels. Uh, where do I sign up? So you just go to joinmarble.co slash Autopian and you start adding your policies. And not only will you be supporting this podcast, you will also get rewarded just for being a real adult and keeping on top of your insurance. Joinmarble.co slash Autopian. Is that right? Yes, David. That's joinmarble.co slash Autopian. Holy crap. It's the end of season one of the Utopian podcast, and I've been delighted the entire time. And I'm so thankful that all of you have taken your time to sit and listen to us yammer about cars over and over again. And we have had some great, great podcasts. we had our Pebble Beach podcast. We had our Live LA Show podcast at the Auto Show. We had Magnus Walker. We had the Madman Leo from Darts. We had Bruce Meyer. We had Legends. We had our own Mercedes. We had Kevin Williams. We had so many great people on the podcast. And you got to hear them all talking about Incredible car stuff, mundane car stuff, all the stuff that you desperately need to hear. And look, I want to say on behalf of Bo and David and me, just thank you again for joining us and giving us a chance. I know we're a new podcast. We're a whole new site. The Autopian's brand new, and you guys came out and helped us out and listened, and we really absolutely appreciate that. So we're really excited. Of course, we got a season two coming up, and we're going to have some great stuff on season two, including... The next one that's about to come up now, part two of our conversation with the amazing Curtis Brubaker. And he actually talks about how he kind of invented the Cybertruck before Elon Musk invented the Cybertruck in a wank magazine. So it is an absolutely fascinating thing you have to see. Again, thank you so much for everything you've done. We will see you in season two. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And, you know, have fun driving.
2: We've been teasing something and that is the cyber truck. And, and Curtis, the reason I was so excited to talk more other than the, other than the box is because when we were together doing the show, I was so fascinated with our conversations and all the things that you've been involved in and done and, and just You've got a really fascinating history in life, and I was anxious to, to get to, to hearing uh, uh, more and more about that. So the first one that really knocked me off my socks uh, was the uh, the Cybertruck uh, and some of this inspiration. So uh, uh, we have a picture of the Cybertruck up now, uh, but... but uh, how do we want to kick this off, uh, uh, Torch? because I think we it, want to
0: mention first that this is something that was first seen in 1978 in a penthouse magazine of all places. Yes,
2: very important.
0: And Where is and, that article uh, you sent me,
1: Torch? For,
2: for, for our younger uh, uh, listeners, uh, penthouse was a magazine with uh, naked women in it, similar to uh, to Playboy, except maybe a little bit more graphic. There is, so uh, 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 yeah, anyway. Uh, it's fun that this first appeared in it but what Curtis what are what are we going to see here when's it where is it where's it coming up
0: but I'm going to I'm going to give it to David again right here all right here, David that George. picture right, right there it's in your it's in Slack can you hit All me? right I'm waiting I'm waiting for it there it, there is. it is
2: perfect
1: it.
0: there it is so up top just so everybody knows we're looking at an image of two vehicles On the bottom is the Cybertruck the picture that was shown with the ramp down and that little the ATV thing in the back and then above it is a vehicle that is shockingly like the Cybertruck in design. However, it predates it by pushing 30 years from 1970, 78, 79. Curtis, can you please tell us about this, this illustration of oh, 40 years? Yeah.
3: Yeah. As a, a penthouse called me up and, and said, we want to do an article on future cars and, and, uh, would you be interested in doing something for us? And I said, sure. And, um, uh, they gave no requirements. If you look at the uh, Bill Mitchell, who mm-hmm. was my boss for a few minutes, and um, um, uh Dick Teague, I, I forget who. Oh, uh, Jujaro was in there. Wow! Well, they, wow! They, 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 they talked about four, five or six designers and asked us to uh, uh, to uh, just just do what we saw as a as a future car and uh um, you nailed it <laughs> i mean, i, nailed, I well, nailed um i nailed uh, elon's effort you definitely I, uh, I
2: think they might have nailed yours uh if if you know cuz this obviously like you said 40 years prior how did you come up with this inspiration
3: well that's what i get paid the big bucks <laughs> for <It comes> out <laughs> of my
2: head you know <laughs> to, to see the to see 40 years of the future i love it but it's so basically.
3: See now, this is this is way. Beyond. Even even Elon with his truck is, he hasn't given anywhere near enough thought. None of the truck designers have given anywhere near enough thought to what a truck does. Yeah. Even yes. it's used most of the time for going out to to dinner or watching concerts out of the bed. The there are people that need trucks to actually do stuff and load stuff. And I've got a package of stuff. When you see the the stuff. People invent to get their, you know, three dirt bikes or one heavy duty Harley or a show vehicle or an ATV or into the back of a truck. You wouldn't believe what people do. Oh, you
1: probably are familiar with that selling uh, trucks. I mean, you probably see that stuff all the time.
2: I, I would, and that's where you know they've come up with very clever designs, like even the stick and the step that Ford did, and the multi-use tailgates, and all these things that are yeah. getting creative. And by the way, that's the biggest criticism we hear about the Cyber Truck is that functionality. Yeah, it looks cool and all this stuff, but functionality—it has a lot of challenges to it.
0: I don't know but, how you load things in the back of this because there was the one. That's the- that's
2: one of the big ones. Right, trying to load
0: something from the sides of that bed would be tough. It's got sharp corners. One thing your uh, Curtis's design doesn't have is really sharp corners at the tailgate, which yes. is where you would be leaning back to load things. But it's 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 remarkable how much it it prefigures the Cybertruck design in that it's like this triangular wedge thing with these huge sails. It even has the ramp down just like this one does. It's <laughs> like basically. I
3: it, it if you
2: chopped off the very top of, of the Cyber Truck where it comes into a point, the Please. designs are almost exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, from that crease line up from the Cyber Truck is Brew Baker's design almost to a T. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's crazy. And so, Curtis, how did you feel when you saw the Cyber Truck?
3: Well, yeah, it, 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 uh, it, there's the guy. A guy wrote an article. Uh, after Jason's, and um, and and I responded to that and pretty much, uh, you know, gave him my my views on it. Um, I, I I had I thought it was a gag at first, you know. Yeah. It looked like yeah, uh, I think I a lot of people
1: gag. did. Yeah, yes. like a sci-fi,
3: yeah. you know, thing you bang together and you know you explode it and there's the real one. Hey, so I thought it was I thought it was a gag, and then it obviously it was real. And I had told all my uh, designers and all of everybody to watch the, uh, the unveiling tonight, and I totally forgot about it myself. At <laughs> like one o'clock in the morning, I, I go out there and I look at a rerun of the, of the unveiling. And at first I thought it was nuts and, and not real, put on, but then I realized that it was it was uh, the actual design. And I had always been thinking, you know I, I think a, a truck is one of the worst, is one of the most difficult, I should say, uh, markets to to get into because you've got people that are used to trucks. They don't want to fool around. They they want truck that's a truck. Let's not get styling, you know. And you and you got a you got to go through a bunch of gates that are very serious to have a good marketable truck. So Elon is is pushing pushing the uh, the uh, the pushing he's he's risking but I think in retrospect as long as it's well done it's going to take hold and I I, right now the the vehicle looks fine to me and I've known from a career designing that if you have something about performance or innovation that is very cool uh, people will accept almost anything uh, that 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 works well Uh, design it's a very fluid thing people, people are gonna accept this because it looks special and because it's fairly pragmatic. And, and uh, 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 I don't think the looks is gonna be a problem at all. In fact, I think, uh, look at Rivian. Here mm-hmm. you got something that looks like a truck. Now, if they get this thing in production, get all their problems solved in a, in, a, in a few years, they're gonna have to start all over again. And and do something that that uh, uh, is innovative and looks fresh on the road. And I don't know if they have the the the, the wherewithal to do that, uh, like the like the motor companies can. Yeah,
2: you know, Curtis, I want I want to go back to a moment because uh, you said something to me that that really struck me. And this is about three years ago when we were doing the show and when when the Cybertruck came out because a lot of people were absolutely outraged by the design. I mean, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in the world. I heard people say, and it's, you know, they, again, they thought it was a joke. And, you know, it, if people buy this truck, they're crazy at all of this. And you had, you, you said something, you know, very astute and, and wise, and you're, and, and I don't want to misquote what you were saying, but you you were, and, and so please, uh, after I misquote you, then you can correct it for <laughs> me. Uh, uh, but what you're what you were telling me is Assuming that. i can uh, remember yeah well what well you're saying that that this is a design that it's it's very bold and it's like bold designs it takes a while for our human brains to start understanding and accepting it but once it once you do then you start then the beauty starts coming out in it and and I again I don't know I, 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 you you were kind of saying that a little bit before we got here uh, uh, before we got in the, part the conversation but that's really what I see now like oddly the the longer the cyber trucks out the more I find myself really digging the design and liking it more and more and more mm-hmm. and now I actually think the design while it might not be practical but who cares is really cool and again I I, I, I enjoy it the longer time goes on. Just like you told me, I would.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. The the, the 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 big sweep of glass, you know, and the, mm-hmm. the, the the tight fit of the windshield and the and the front area, and it, it's a it's dramatic. And, and the triangulation normal. of it all. On the other hand, if the if the truck runs like shit and yep. and, it, and it it's a not a good piece of engineering. It's not going to take hold. Mm -hmm. You'd be amazed at what, uh, well, you you know as well. And in in the race car fields, if there's some some innovation that that outperforms the others, they're all gonna they're all gonna adapt it, uh, no matter how it looks. And um, uh, when things work well, uh, people adapt them, and the the appearance is not all that important. Mm -hmm. And uh, appearance can be refined and picked up, and people get used to it. Mm -hmm. And I think the like the Rivian, the, any spending that kind of money on a new, all new vehicle, they've got some clever innovation. Nice, nice little tidy pickup mm-hmm. truck. With clever they're doing
0: good on. packaging things. They have that yeah. big tunnel, and I mean, they're using yeah. their space pretty well.
3: Yeah, innovative uh, um, uh, tailgate, but it's it's going to disappear into the crowd, you know. And most people are not like us. They're mm-hmm. they couldn't, you know, when we we do clinics, um, uh, when you remove the logos on a car. You paint them all, say silver, so they all look the same. People can't tell Mercedes from whatever. They they they, do, they rely on the logos to to know whether it's high end or what. And that's we we know all that stuff because we know every detail. But most people don't don't can't see that stuff. Yeah, and um, uh, so you really have to understand that to to get the right responses out of them. And they can go any any of a number of ways, but 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 performance is something everybody, you know, demands. Whether whether they're, you know, loud about it up front, but yeah, uh, you know, you got to do what it's designed, it's designed to yeah, do. It's a lot for a lot of forgiving, you know.
2: But aesthetically, it's uh, it's coming around. Porch, <laughs> I think you wrote an article that actually
0: it sort of is uh, claims the opposite of that you to some know. degree well, there was that meme going around of all the suvs my, but my point was cars have always generally looked alike for their given eras like you know cars of the 40s jet like the, you know the memes showing yeah. like all suvs look alike sure to some degree but at the same time you pick out a lineup of cars from the 40s or the 50s or the way the corvair influenced like everything in the early to mid 60s like it's not new like there's still design going on but a lot of it is in the details and a lot of people do normies out there who aren't like us they do rely on badges a lot they don't see all the things we do but yeah. that's gonna yeah. always been the case
3: did you see the interview with the jay leno and and uh and elon where they're driving around in his his truck and what's the word he used he it wasn't kick-ass he wanted a he he wanted a um come on jason you can remember the word you
0: uh, it's been a long time since i've seen it i know I may have i think i know the general tone he was going for something well there's a certain aggression or like uh was it badass
3: Yeah, you know, like see so he wants it to, something to, to survive the apocalypse and, right well, right he which, yes, a lot it was, of people want that so which so is he, a
0: weird mentality if we're honest like the same reason they were advertising the cyber truck as having bulletproof glass at first yeah like it's kind of a well, I at
2: but a
3: little while a while ago asking people if they really want bulletproof glass. Yeah. But, at but at the same the, time, you know, look, it
2: marketing. doesn't have to be an apocalypse. Like uh, in 94 when we had the big earthquake yeah, uh, man, I, I was thinking, uh, uh, boy, I, I, I'd I be glad if I had a big truck right now, just in case, you know what I mean? Like, so there are things that could happen that are legitimate, not the end of the world that you might want a big truck for. You, you, know? Know, what, you know what I
1: wouldn't want in, in an apocalypse or in a, a earthquake is an electric
0: car, honestly.
2: <laughs>
3: like, yeah, well, that's, there's
2: truth to that. But Yeah, that's true.
0: It is. Yeah, you want
3: something that'll use to uh, screen and whatever yeah. you find that'll burn.
0: Whale oil or whatever you got. Oh, yes. Yeah.
3: No, there's a lot of a lot of truth to that, and uh, even when they have uh, uh, chargers on every corner, that's true. You can take down the supply real fast.
2: Yeah, steam uh, cars
0: then are the angle for that. You want to be able to just burn, you know, dry. I
1: dry
3: agree.
0: Door. Yeah, I think steam
1: cars—they really are what you need in that scenario. This, you know? And by the way, yeah. they're
2: working on engines that will run on just about anything you could pour in there—kerosene, you know, things like that. That's or probably like, the apocalypse engine you Wood gas. I, Remember no, the I wood agree. gas
0: citron that we saw at
1: Pebble Beach? Man oh. kind of wood chips. Yep. Yeah, or those the Deuce and a Half military trucks. Yeah. Those
2: things will run off of freaking anything. You throw some vodka <laughs> down down the.
3: Yeah, diesel that, gas that, that's what I
2: mean it's something that can run on anything that's uh, that that and type You would of, think in less
3: developed countries that that would be a almost a must have and um uh multi fuel yeah uh, I know yeah, but the, even even here yeah if we we could come up with something that's plentiful and cheap you you got uh you got a winner.
2: Well, they're they're working on that. Yeah, Go, going back in like uh, it, you know innovation again. When we were talking a few years ago, I was fascinated at, at many of the uh, uh, things that you were involved in over the years. I don't want to steal the thunder, but uh, can you talk about? I think when it, when you were at Lear, I think you worked on some very interesting technologies of the day uh, that people would find fascinating.
3: Yeah, it was it was uh, it was uh, quite an education. But I have to. I have to shock you guys first by saying I'm probably not that much of a car guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love cars and yeah. stuff, but I, I can't uh, live them. I don't have gas in my veins. Like uh, all the other guys I worked with at GM, you know, they're, you can't go to lunch without them talking about something else. Kind of <laughs> right. narrow, you know, but I, yeah, I like to, I like everything. I'm curious about stuff and honestly, it keeps you fresh when you, when you don't do cars or the same sure. kind of product all the time, you go do a, a theme park over here, a, a boat there, and and you come back to cars feeling fresh and you got some ideas yeah. to planned yeah. over here. Can you tell I, some I, of I, some of the other
2: things that you worked on over the years that you enjoyed?
3: Yeah, actually, well, yeah, I uh, I had a, you know when you know when I uh, gave you a blank stare in the uh, when you were, we were shooting the. Uh, the, the episode and i said i can't remember <laughs> There's not a lot of truth to that i looked yeah. at my damn the client list yeah what did we do for nbc <laughs> what did we do for paramount I, I'm trying to think of stuff i've just totally forgotten this you know many years of stuff and that's why i made a bunch of notes that um uh, that i sent to uh to uh, taylor and he was showing me how we can bring that up on the screen so I can refresh my mind. I even got it here on my phone, but I can't. I can't put we it on can, there.
0: I'm happy to help prompt some things that uh, Taylor hinted
3: at. Yeah, there, there the it helicopter. is. Here they are. The uh, all too small for me to read. Learjet helicopter. Oh yeah, now not too many people have seen that. The um, uh, Charlie Gates had just bought the the company from Bill uh, Gates Rubber, Colorado. And he flew us back in his private jet, and he said uh, he, he wanted me to redesign the the jet, but he wanted to do a helicopter. And he had Mal Harned and a bunch of guys from Hughes, and they set up a little shop in Torrance. So our first product, our first job after setting up the Brubaker Group in '65 or so, was the, the Learjet helicopter and uh, the stock market was booming everything, and everything. But before we got that done, the bottom dropped out of the stock market and, and they decided not to go ahead. But it was a beautiful, uh, uh, jet, uh, jet Ranger um, was a very successful helicopter at the time, but th- there, were, there were no, the only twin engine rotary, rotary wing vehicles were military. And those were complicated. The transmissions were awfully. Uh, so the challenge was to to meet what corporate officers, what corporate uh, you know boards of directors want, and that's twin engines, uh, mm-hmm. but do it cheaply. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the challenge was to do a twin uh, twin turbine so that you can you can overrun one in case you have an engine failure and get back on the ground safely. Wait,
2: can we go back to that list for a second? Because I wanted to read the next line. Uh, cause, Absolutely. Because the
3: next line was so,
2: was so cool.
0: Is this the Disney uh,
2: <laughs> Well, it goes, okay, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, GM tech slash touchscreen navigation, pull-down menus, user-friendly displays. Now, in and of itself, that doesn't sound fantastic, but it's the year in front of it. 1964 1964 yeah. how could that be <laughs> this jet helicopter is cool too by the way for those who could see it uh, on the screen that's unbelievably cool if you can't see it <laughs> picture
0: like a learjet style pointed nose and sleekness but with helicopter blades on top and yeah. like rectangular like little jet engine nacelles sticking out right below the blades it's one of the sleekest helicopters i've ever seen i think actually
3: it is. That it, was it looks a, like that a jet helicopter. Charlie Charlie Gates, who bought uh, Learjet, wanted a family resemblance to the Learjet. It mm. definitely has
0: that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: On those stub wings that that actually create some lift, there's a, a Garrett Air Research turbine in each one, driving to the central transmission. Wow. You had twin twin uh, engine uh, reliability, and it was quad gear.
0: So those generating lift, the little engine pods there.
3: Yeah, to the left and right of the, wow. the, the pods, which is, wow. if you look at it in the side view, it's got an airfoil shape. Wow. It, it produces lift. But those are the, those are the jet engines in, wow. in, in, in each side. So cool. And, wow. uh, and uh, it, uh, it was a, a fast ship. We, we modeled it out. That was, that was our first job, a bunch of guys. And we, I remember we, took, we had to get that whole freaking mock-up up into an elevator. <laughs> wow! So, was, this, was so this is your
1: so this is your first job after uh, some time in the navy, and then uh, uh, then a design uh, degree at, at uh, Art Center, and then yeah, it was, I you was started. this uh, company.
3: Let me see. I had uh, I got about halfway halfway through Art Center, and um, and when I started Art Center, there was this young kid in my class named John Lear, and mm. he made a big point of. Uh, Telling me what a great pilot he was and so forth. So we became good friends. We'd go down and use the IBM Selectrics in his father's office down Santa Monica Airport, mm-hmm. type up our homework, and, uh, and and then we'd borrow a plane and fly. He, he knew the guy. He's, he was quite a pilot. He, <laughs> he was collecting ratings, John was, and he had crashed more planes than most people try to fly. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's, it's a great he, guy I want a plane pull with. the, the flu. <laughs> yeah, and give me some hair raising stories, uh, but um, uh, he he um uh he he and I became I, I, you know, helped him on his uh his drawing and he taught me how to fly, and that was a good relationship that we had. And um, I went out to Palm Springs, they have a they have a home, he was uh. Uh, Bill comes from the Olson Johnson comedy team, and they've got a, a beautiful home out there that says the the house, the house that laughs built. And I met Bill uh, by the pool. He was over in the corner sketching with a pad, and I that attracts me like, you know, I, I love mechanisms and stuff. I see what he's doing, and so we got acquainted. And he 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 finally said, "You're coming with me to Wichita to design. I'm going to design this airplane." i was thrilled my dad was very upset he (laughs) wanted me to stay with art center and finish and graduate you know he was an annapolis graduate and everything had to be in order and so forth Mm, right long story short i went to wichita and and uh I, i had did i have a i had a navy background in aviation structures and you know trained at memphis and at their structural mechanics school and you got to learn welding and all this stuff, and you re- repair planes. and And I was I also love seaplanes, and I was uh, uh, by coincidence assigned uh, uh, a seaplane tender uh, in the navy. I I had this these thoughts. I had heard that uh, in in Italy there are Oscars and Maseratis laying around in vacant lots that you could pick up and restore, and that's what I asked the navy. That's what I put in for, her, but I got a sea plank tender, <laughs> which was uh, which was fine. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, but um, the um, uh, Bill Bill was just a kind of wildcat guy. He was uh, he would he didn't believe anybody. He says, "I think we can do that," and I'm sure I picked up some of that. And he challenged the engineers and make them show you why something won't work. Yeah, something that wouldn't work back then could work today, new materials and stuff. So yeah, that was a, an important lesson that I learned from Bill. Yes. So that was the beginning days of Lear? Yeah, yeah. And he,
2: you were there really starting with the very first Lear jets.
3: Yeah, go back. That's go amazing. amazing. the beginning of those slides, I want to show you something. I um, will show yep. you how Bill started. I was looking for some pictures of the ship that I was on, the Navy, the seaplane tender. Yeah. And, and um, uh, that... I found a I found a typical PR picture pulling one of the P five M's onto the up onto the deck with a crane, and then I found these Ravel models that were even oh, yeah. cooler. So I put a whole whole page of those on there for <laughs> it's the USS Pine. Island. This looks like the freighter that went to to, to the fog covered island <laughs> hunting Kong. You know, look and at I that. Oh yeah, and you can see
0: all the seaplanes pulling up. Wow, well, that's what
3: it really looked like there. But those are the <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was so a little beyond cool ones were the Ravel model. Oh, that's stage, cool.
3: But i I put that. I found all those online last night. It
0: was so much smaller. The actual seaplane tender. The actual picture one.
3: Like uh, yeah, it was not a big craft. It had a. Cool. It had two cranes. You see one on the second deck and one that we could we could pick up and and have two P five M's on deck at the time to repair. They there'd be beaching gear. Wow. So we, our job was to run out and put the beaching gear on them and then work on them. There's a big hangar deck that you could roll them part way in. But in, in Okinawa, where we went first, the, the, the reserve officer would come over and they'd run them onto the reefs and tear the bottoms out, uh, and, and repairing that metal work uh, have to be sealed in certain ways and stuff. So we did all that. But wow. I, I much prefer the, the Ravel models. <laughs> yeah.
2: So <laughs> Look, so you know. So when you got to Lear, you'd only had the. Anyway, go go on. on
3: Go to the next slide, which is where I want to be on. Here's this is how Bill started. He he, uh, and anyone else could could have done this. He you couldn't have radios perform well in cars because the you needed a spark arrestor, and and uh, the spark plugs would cause static and screwed up uh, the radio. So Bill um, uh, came up with circuitry that insulated the. uh, the the uh, without having to have a spark arrestor, he came up with the circuitry that um, eliminated the static and made cars um, uh, made it possible to haul around cars and get good reception. Wow! With, with radios and then he he with a couple of other guys that was 1930 right there. Lier, the next yeah. slide I I put in uh, he's he put together motor and Victrola which was what the record players were called at the time, and he had founded Motorola.
0: That's uh, fun. I feel like people don't realize that Motorola was founded by Lear, which is amazing.
3: Yeah, huh. it was. And yeah. and he, this is why he, you know, he he was trying to repeat all these successes. That's when he had this idea for a, an eight-track, Yep, uh, which was a cassette that you carry. I mean, people tried record players and all sorts of stuff in cars, but they get stepped on with sand and ground into the, you know. Yeah. You know, Self-destruct. So the cassette was something that could be sealed. You wouldn't have to ever rewind it because it was a- Loop. Uh, you know, was, so, Next picture, I think, David. And you, uh, you worked on the A-Track uh, yeah, project. Yeah, Bill uh, uh, Bill came to me and I worked with the electronics team and we created the first, Now, this is even before okay. that. This is, this is Bill inventing what we call radar. And- Wait, Go to the next Bill, slides, I think. There's bill on the left holding the overcoat and, okay. uh, and yeah. other guys, I don't know, but this was his uh, his uh, demo, and uh, and this so is radio.
2: so. By the way, the device allows lost plane to use radio stations as beacons. It's amazing. So that was that was the beginning of it.
3: Yes, yeah, and he got. I think we have an eight track slide here. But he'd too. been he'd been doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff most of his life, and and I think that's what he wanted to get back in the entertainment business with the eight track uh, because you couldn't carry your own personal there it is. so we there did it. that that's so you cool helped thing.
2: develop the eight track player as well
3: yes i'm afraid i did yeah. <laughs> that's,
2: <okay. laughs> that's amazing but at the time oh, look, that thing
3: was that thing was uh i think we had something like almost 18 years of uh before the Philips cassette came on
0: yeah, those were huge. Like 70s cars. My parents had like a Ford LTD growing up that had an eight track thing. And oh, they were yeah. terrible as hell because they would, you'd have the cartridge and it would just bang around on the floor and you'd shove it in and it was not a problem. Way better the fir- than C- The
2: first eight track I bought was Led Zeppelin, just so you know. That's how old I am. I actually bought an eight track before. So
3: that's amazing. Yeah, and I- I, I've got all kinds of stuff. This is, I pulled two or three slides from from one from a presentation. That's, oh, that's Bill's. Oldsmobile station wagon. Oh, it, it was Learjet.
2: called Lear Stereo. I never noticed that. Huh.
3: Wow. Branded yeah. in the vehicle. Yeah. Wow. I, my job was to do the the um, the the cassette, and I worked with the electronics guys. Uh, the also the avionics guys. You know, we're doing the lear jet And then at night, they would get all the stuff out on the table, and we we build the uh, the stereo.
0: Amazing. It wow. What the is, little,
3: what is know, that celebrity? What is the? Yeah. What's this, the tune toter? This. Yeah. now I did this. the The story here is. We had the big continuous loop quarter-inch tape that had eight tracks on it, uh, and 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 Phillips came out with the little two reels, reel to reel that you still, I guess, you can still buy them today. Probably not, but you know what I'm talking about—the thing that we used in um, in Walkmans forever. Uh Oh, just a standard cassette. That came out after. Uh, after we were producing the the big cassette, and I remember get, finding one up in the engineering department, walking down to Bill's office, and I said, "We got a problem. This is going to replace uh, the eight inch tape. is going to replace our big cassette." And yeah. and, uh, uh, and and of course it did. And Bill made one of his usual remarks. He said, "I think cars big enough to carry around our cassette just fine." yeah and i this was when i was leaving i was going back to finish up art center so i i i went home and i did this thing called a tune toter which was they had basically singles, actually more than singles were like little cartridges you'd snap into a flashlight sized Mm -hmm. unit and you would twist it and index the head up and through like 10 little cartridges i thought that would be highly marketable and so forth and this is really a, a forerunner of the of the um Walkman, so a uh, Walkman, but but like seventeen years b- earlier.
0: And you have a little speaker. It looks like in the diagram, the
3: bottom and the top. Of the top, top. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like wow. so yeah, it has,
2: does look like a little flashlight. It, it looks like cool. a flashlight on a handle. Uh, 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 oh, and Landier's I would say there. it's also the pre runner of the iPod.
3: You know, too. But it took the uh, the continuous loop uh, cassette, and and uh, you know where well, you, you you can stop it on tunes, you know, because little magnetic thing on the on the tape, but you never have to rewind it, and you always advance forward. Wow! Yeah. So I thought this would be kind of cool, but it's very cool. You you go through all these designs, and a very small percentage of them actually get done because there's so many other factors.
2: But, but still, the thought process was so ahead of its time, Curtis, and I don't, I don't know if people are appreciating the fact that back then you really didn't take, like, music around with you like that. Uh, you either had, like, a cassette in a box or your record, you know, which was big, so this was a way of, of taking your own music yeah. and plugging it in to whatever you wanted to, which was unheard of until, really, the Walkman
3: You're absolutely, and then right the right. iPod. Yeah, and then Walkman uh, used the little Philips reel-to-reel flat cassette that we're all familiar with. Yeah. yeah, but it had to had to come out in in large volumes for that to work. But you're right; we forget we all we had were record players, radio, and um, not a whole lot that was durable for right hitting out and around.
0: That's incredible. And so we're showing this clip from two thousand one. Uh, and this little thing they oh, call it is
3: that's Kerr, however you pronounce his yeah,
0: name, or whatever his name is. And then he had the news pad, which, of course, looks like a device we're all very familiar with
3: today. I was wondering how they did that effect. I figured they back projected us with a hole through the table. Oh, they,
0: oh yeah. How did they do it? That's a great question.
3: When did this well, movie We home? did that on that uh, control environment. Um, we had uh, front surface mirrors and folded the, the we had two carousel projectors in our display how did i not put that in there for you because i talk about it i swear to god
0: well we were out. we heard there was some disney project where you were making some proto ipad like device that's <laughs> what taylor told
1: us it, it, I, I was, I and so t- so torch. <laughs> so this is uh you Torch your point here was that uh you think this is well, this is probably fake, right? This isn't really that yeah, No, they,
3: they use movie techniques and he yeah. was setting he was sitting on the table. That was to be easy to do. They just have a projector, a film projector on a on a projecting it from you know on the floor up through the bottom of the table. And then later, you know, they cut and he picks it up and walks away with it.
0: Yeah, it actually it it, amazing. And it very hour effective
3: hour. for you for you know showing a thin a thin basically what we've got now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't do that in 68.
3: The movies and movies are, especially nowadays, are forerunners. I mean, they're very predictive of mm-hmm. where we can go. And they set kind of magical goals with anybody, you know, it's planting that thing in your mind. And uh, people just,
2: uh,
3: it's communication amongst people that plant those ideas. And many, many people, time in incidents, you know, go into causing something to actually happen like that
1: it's like, like you Dr. and everyone,
3: stuff like this is, I, it's like you I, in the
2: cyber truck it's like
3: your uh,
1: penthouse design inside well truck.
2: i was going to say you know some people predict the future and and some people create the future and and you're somebody who kind of did both you predicted and then created ultimately what the what the future became so curtis uh well i, I don't know if you had anything to comment on that but is you know, is that still true today? Are you working on things now that uh, you feel are, are coming up in our future that we should be paying attention to?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, right. Especially, I think e- Elon really missed the boat. There's so many things uh, that should be done or could be done to make the pickup truck market really get excited. Mm-hmm. yes, it doesn't take a lot of effort to see what's going on i've got a a very amusing slide presentation uh you know powerpoint that shows all the crazy stuff people have created to get shit into their truck (laughs) right amazing you know the engineering the genius engineering these guys are all clever and they built stuff you know for elevating a big harley into the back of their truck or whatever it's amazing so that that was like, a, that was my epiphany in, in looking at the the vans down in Newport Beach. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to figure out a way to, a unique way to for payload management. So- right. So I've
1: we might got, have some some Brubaker payload management coming down the line, huh?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. That's something Elon should have done. He's just, well, he's got his tonneau cover, which is fine, a metal tonneau cover, but but um, that's that's just, you know. Is there is there
2: anything else we should be looking at from uh, from the Brubaker files or, or you didn't want to, to mention? Stuff. Yes, also Bernie, stuff. we would like
0: if you ever want to come back and talk more next season, this season, whatever. This is the open invite because I feel like
3: there's
1: oh, absolutely, guys, we could talk forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's,
3: that's the way I feel. There's the um, I you know I've made I've made uh, Torch a promise that he would be the first to see the. The box because he, I mean awesome. just, I was Nick I call it the B two, but Brubaker Box two, and yeah, um, very exciting. It is based on on the Cybertruck platform, but oh. uh, just just the drive the drivetrain battery package everything above that probably be a, depends on how it costs out but it could be composite or, or a variety of things but it 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 would it, it's. It's going to be shorter than the Cyber Truck, shorter than than all of the full-size pickup trucks. Great. It will hold. It it holds more people in greater comfort, and or more cargo through a unique system oh, than, wow. than any of those trucks. Mm. And it it will it will should perform like a Porsche. You know, if he gets we use this four four motors and stuff like that.
2: No, why why a Cyber Truck? Out of
3: curiosity um platform because um uh it's i i want to come up that word i'm going to find that word that he that elon uses but it's uh it, 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 it's it's tough i like the way he did a stainless steel uh stuff not so much in the body but the but the tough running gear and he's yeah. he's impresses me the way he knows his products and his he, and he's using the stainless steel to get rockets into orbit. He's, uh, yeah. I like the way it's put together. I'm not wed to it yet. Of course, Elon will never see this uh, this uh, uh, podcast.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. No, he so. won't. <laughs> I, I can, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but but just saying, because I was going to ask, you know, do you have a deal where you could get the uh, uh, chassis or something? Or, uh,
3: well, yeah, and that you, obviously <laughs> yeah, that's a big on my mind, right? no uh we we could certainly offer him an increased volume in the keeps parts in the in the batteries if he needs that and he would like it at some point because greater economies of scale but Motors suspension elements all of that stuff uh, he if he can multiply um the production on those he gets his he gets better costs and his through economies of scale he's uh, I would think once he gets going and satisfies his own market, then he would welcome uh, somebody who could properly use the, uh, uh, the, the all the drivetrain and ba- battery hardware and structure. Uh, I'm just
0: excited. I'm going to get to see the B2 first. That's all I'm hearing.
3: but that's yeah. where that's where it ends. Uh, the, the, he's he would do if if we can work something out. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot to be done. I've got to finish it first. Uh, but uh, the um, it, it it's it's going to be a real breakthrough in terms of truck. There's uh, there's a confluence of passenger car and truck. You probably figured that out. Yeah. And the you know the beds get smaller and because yes, you uti- less utility and the the uh, the more leather and features yeah. and the in the cabs and uh, no secret there. So I'm I'm really looking at uh, on this, and it's working beautifully so far. This is more of a confluence of car and truck, but it will it will do a truck better than trucks, and it will uh, it will uh, house people in greater comfort and performance than most everything else on the market. I didn't want it to look like a like a van necessarily, like like the. The Brew Baker box looks like a kind of miniature van, kind of cute, yeah. warm and fuzzy and all that. But when I thought about it and got into it, I want to try and I think we've established, I've established nobody's seen this. Nobody has seen this yet. It's the first time I've done a product totally on my own. Wow. I've gone this far and nobody's seen it. I'm Everybody so curious. <laughs> Normally I'd be very worried because um, you know, you want to get people's opinions all along. Right. But the one thing I've got going in my favor is that, uh, is that it stems from the B1. And, and so you, you wanna preserve that, and capture the character of it, and move it along without fucking it up, right? So that's, that's, that's where we're at. But build in all the utility that the first one never had because it was started out of life as a kit. And it's got engines and things in the wrong places, and you can't. And, and of course, we did one door for safety and cost. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it, that's one door is fine for, um, for the kind of kit that we had in mind. But we need super doors on the B2 because it wants to be a full-size, functional, very pragmatic vehicle. It performs better than all the existing stuff on the market. Curtis, this this has been So
2: this has yes. been so fun uh uh catching up with you again and and uh, sharing these stories with our with our listeners and just thank you for from the bottom of my heart. You know, you're one of those uh, uh heroes that the uh, unsung heroes that really deserve uh, a lot more credit for what you've done, you know, uh, throughout all these years. So, uh, so you're thank you. To say that, you bro.
3: I, I I enjoyed the part where you were hunting for me on the phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was great.
3: this little, was
0: a big deal, and this is yeah. Like you've been a design hero of mine for like decades. So I'm super excited about every bit of this. Well,
3: that's why you're <laughs> director of marketing. And that's and, why I mean. <laughs> Oh, it's sales well, um, marketing
2: and engineering right in one right in one, on. one, one screen
3: right here <laughs> yeah no i want to I, uh, maybe we can present and design story. you know elon, elon is so informal i mean he's he's he tells the truth he's, he's refreshing and uh and uh if there's a reason that you know he would do it he'd just look at it but i, th- I think it makes a lot of sense uh we're not wed to his technology but uh He's proven to me that he can do good stuff and crank it out there. I'm going to come up with that word. He went yeah. I kick ass, but it's like that.
0: I think it was ass kick ass kicker. Ass kicker.
3: Ass kicker. Uh, his quote here is: uh, uh, he, 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 "I know I have to. I have to replay that uh, that little interview." That. But he says, "Oh, you got his oh, quote uh, there." Is
2: that what you said? Pardon?
3: Uh, David, well, I think it a quote.
1: I have a quote from Car Advice, and Elon says, "We're really fundamentally making this truck as a North American ass kicker. Basically, the truck is going to kick the most amount of ass possible." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the goal uh, is. Yeah, it's
3: it's like that. That's <laughs> that's the word that comes away. He he's got an he's got another word that's I know you we've all heard it, but uh, and and he says to Lena, "Well, you want a car that's so and so," and he uses the word, but I can't think of it right now.
0: I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, get, see that. we'll probably
2: see it in the comments uh, once this. That's enough gets credit. the
0: are here today, Curtis.
2: Yeah. That's the Yeah, it's
1: about Curtis today. About That's Curtis. right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank All you right. very much for joining us, Curtis.
2: Um,
3: no, it's a pleasure. There's a lot, a lot more to tell, and um, and I wanted to we'll have you back. The right time and under the right circumstances. Let's do it.
2: Well, if you'll have be back, back, we'd love to have you back. So we'll Absolutely. I
3: believe, I believe there's tons we'll, more to us we'll, we'll, Let's, uh, let's uh, introduce the B2 on your, on your program. Yes. Woo-hoo! Absolutely. we about it. Yeah, let's wait. do it. All, All right, well, it. Uh thank
0: Thanks you, again for joining us for the Autopian Podcast. Yeah, I David, it. what else are we going to say?
1: Well, we're just going to, again, say thank you to Curtis and uh, subscribe um and
0: comment and all that um come to the utopian.com we got membership plans now you can check big out
2: membership plans great stuff thank you for all those that are members already big members absolutely
3: we really appreciate pulling it in. i i i enjoyed uh i enjoyed the bruce meyer interview i, oh, I, know, thank you. I okay. know bruce well and, and yeah uh, and best. uh he, he he's a good guy he's I'm not like a car like his kind of car guy.
2: <laughs> well, he's the car guy's car guy. No one's like wonderful guy. <laughs> exactly. he's, a, he's
3: a collector. You know, like the you can equate that, I guess, with art. He's he, he's not the painter, yeah. but the I'm the painter and he's the collector.
2: Oh, uh, uh, that's right. So, well, awesome. Well, once again, kind of, okay, guys. Uh, I you really and like only Curtis Brewbaker. Right Thank Here's you all. Me. Thank you thanks so thanks much, again, We'll do it again. We'll do and it again. And thank you all for
3: listening to the Utopian
2: podcast. <laughs> Please subscribe. And what else do they do? I don't know what they're supposed like, to do. Like, subscribe, push the button. Like, that's the other thing. On your VCR, just, all just that click stuff. click a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Holy crap. It's the end of season one of the Utopian podcast. And I've been delighted the entire time. And I'm so thankful that all of you have taken your time to sit and listen to us yammer about cars. Over and over again. And we have had some great, great podcasts. We had our Pebble Beach podcast. We had our Live LA Show podcast at the Auto Show. We had Magnus Walker. We had the madman Leo from Darts. We had Bruce Meyer. We had legends. We had our own Mercedes. We had Kevin Williams. We had so many great people on the podcast. And you got to hear them all talking about. Incredible car stuff, mundane car stuff, all the stuff that you desperately need to hear. And look, I want to say on behalf of Bo and David and me, just thank you again for joining us and giving us a chance. I know we're a new podcast. We're a whole new site. The Autopian's brand new, and you guys came out and helped us out and listened, and we really absolutely appreciate that so we're really excited of course we got a season two coming up and we're gonna have some great stuff on season two again thank you so much for everything you've done we will see you in season two happy holidays happy new year and you know have fun driving